long, long time ago, men were judged differently. Women too. We lived on ships, coxswains, starboard, port. We explored the unknown. We talked about this previously in our deep dive into Atlantis and the commerce that went on there. But there's tips here, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we can learn as business men and women and entrepreneurs. Colin, I believe, has some of those tips. Go forth, brother. But before we get what into that, teach does us? everybody know what a cock what does everybody know what a coxswain is? Who does if you don't know what a coxswain is, cock turn off the pot right okay. now. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I got I got an anecdote here. I I didn't know what it was, and I was I was talking to Well, why don't you, you just know, explain for the listeners? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I'll I'll dive in. I was talking it's to like uh, <laughs> I was talking to the uh, Frank Nuttall, who was at the time the CEO of the company that that uh, that Oren uh, no longer works at, that I still work at. And we're talking about uh, if somebody in particular in the company um, just like had the the fervor and the vigor and uh, maybe the grit uh, for what we were undertaking. And he stopped the conversation. He looked at me. He's like, Colin, you know what a you know what a coxswain is? And I was like, No. <laughs> and he's like, he's like on a boat. It's the the role that beats the drum to keep the pace for the rowers. And the typical, the typical speed is about yada, yada. And I don't think, I don't think he's rowing at that speed. I don't know. That's it. So that's a coxswain. Is that, so that's is a that coxswain. the coxswain? Um, I mean, it better or, be after that. <laughs> Listen, what I think that this pod is mostly let the world and three of us know is we are knowledgeable about the most random shit and ignorant about a ton of shit, but I would have thought Coxwain was when you guys had down. I mean, I had on my, on my, it is, well, it's like, again, it's like the EA of a ship. They're responsible for, yeah. you know, the boat and his crew. So yeah, it, it could be, it, it could hundred percent be, uh, I thought there was a different term for the person that in, in particular managed the rowers, but I have no, a particular you know sensitivity to the rowers. From what I see is like, you know, when you're rowing crew, you know what I mean? The Coxwain's yeah. the dude in the front who's keeping that fucking, yeah, keeping bang, that vibe, bang, like, exactly, like Colin exactly. said. You know what I mean? Exactly. I will say on that, I, on that, I had a, a custom inscription uh, embroidered on my wedding suit on my wedding day, and it's from Ben Hur, and it says, Row well and live, which is what they tell him when he they, he becomes a slave on the boat. And, and Wow. Yeah, and uh, anyway, I love that. Like, like, you that's brought that most... to your you brought that to your wedding day? Like that? <laughs> I mean, row well and live, brother. But I just love also, like, in true Oren esoteric, you know, like Ben Hurricism. Ben Hur. Ben Hur. I was gonna say Ben Hur is like. I mean, I haven't even heard anyone say Ben Hur in. I don't know since I was a child. I so <laughs> guess you guys have been in the Criterion Collection. I don't know. I don't know. You never seen Ben Hur? It's a it's a right. it's a it's a, a epic a movie epic. A nineteen fifty nine film. Um. Yeah. Not a big budget. Movie fifteen guy. million. Not a big movie because you build, man. You don't you don't yeah. have time to watch. Only I build. build and listen to books about ancient build. shipwrecks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. particularly he's, like Rex. He's watched, yeah. he's watched two things in his life. Cars, the movie, and the Formula One documentary. It's the only <laughs> yeah. he's ever Cars 2. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. watched two, two movies two. in my life. Cars 1 and Cars 2. <laughs> Which, I would say care. Cars Cars is like, there's a lot more going on if you watch Cars having like understood F1. Like, like sure. there, there's, there's a lot of layers that, that I feel like the average, you know, three or four year old isn't picking up on. Um, <laughs> For sure. That I can't. Have you, know? you seen Cars 3? Have you seen Cars uh, Three? Is no. this a, I heard it, I heard it goes it, off a cliff after two. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, but right. as, as the literally. father of a six-year-old son, I, I have seen Cars Three. We have seen <laughs> bootleg car spinoffs <laughs> dubbed, in, <laughs> dubbed in Korean. I miss the days growing up in New York City. We used to have these, 
you know, bootleg DVD sellers, right? Like that was like you'd walk down the street in Chinatown, you could buy DVDs or VHSs or CD, uh, uh, not C- CDRWs, maybe CDRs. Remember, remember that stuff. But we also had these little ladies on the train that would walk around. This is definitely a, a far cry from where we're going for this pod, but they would walk around <laughs> with like a little shopping, uh, a little laundry cart, and they would sell DVDs or CDs or VHSs, bootlegs. And uh, like little spinny flashlight toys and stuff. Long yeah, story short, yeah, this, we ended up finding out they were like slaves. This was like a big uh, thing. Oh, they wow. busted like a big slavery. It was dark. That took a, that, that took a left turn. I was, I was going to say, I, uh, in, in New York City, in a similar way, I used to buy DVDs off the street. And that's where I was introduced to French Montana. Because before he was a rapper, he had a DVD series called Cocaine City, which was just like bum fights <laughs> and like and like freestyle raps, like on like a DVD series. And we used to buy those off the street. Wow. And, uh, Can I just and then he became French Montana. One, one little thing about that reminds me of that is that it's interesting how as you grow up, you understand the perspective of parents a bit more. And obviously you guys are actually parents, but bum fights is like the most horrific thing on the face of this planet. And I remember as a child being like, Whoa, that's kind of crazy. You know, like, and, and my mom was like, you can never watch this. This is the most terrible <laughs> thing in the world. And I didn't click for me as a child, how like what a monstrously horrific, terrible, terrible, terrible. thing bum fights is. But now as an adult, I'm like, whoever made bum fights should be in prison. <laughs> French <laughs> like Montana. Those, it was a movie, yeah. <laughs> French Montana. <laughs> Should be in prison. Anyway, uh, man, I mean, that, that was that was parenting insights from from James. Thanks for your perspective on raising <laughs> children. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't let your kids watch bum fights. Anyway, um, <laughs> ten out of ten advice. Um, ten out of ten advice. Yeah, All right, so yeah. what are we talking about today, you guys? Building a personal uh-huh. brand Soup on kitchens? Twitter. Is that the is that the next? We're talking about giving back. No. We're talking about embracing your community. We're talking about have a holistic view of what empowers you as a person. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're talking about growing no, we're your building, personal brand on Twitter. We're building communities right through building a personal <laughs> brand on Twitter. Um, which all how many volunteer hours did you guys put in the last year and did you bring your families I didn't bring my family since I don't have children or big, big habitat for humanity rub, rub that in yeah. rub well, that well, in James is kind of like a volunteer by heart like he does tech stars and a Google mentor oh. obviously wow. um, yeah. many failures yeah, the all, failures themselves were community service you know what I love <laughs> first of all failures themselves were for sure community service um, and so I teach 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 you how to fail um, no but really really first of all I have donated my time Warren, where I'm where sure you, you have, brother. You sound like the kind of person time. who would do Habitat for Humanity. I could be like, James is like, what, what are you doing this week, me, brother? Oh, I'm yeah, logging Jimmy Carter, in, in Patagonia. Building, build, I'm building buildings with Jimmy Carter. Actually, my homie Grant goes down to Mexico to... Anyway, let's stop, enough of this. Let's talk about building some personal brands on Twitter. We are <laughs> let's not be great, guys, if we could do yeah. that. Yeah. So all three of us have dove into this, right? This has been pretty important for the three of us. Colin put together this... Um, this uh, the outline for the call, pod. You could today. call it an outline, or you, you can call, call it a manifesto framework. Call it a thesis. Manifesto. I, um, I think to me the the there are obviously a thousand people talking about building an audience on Twitter right now. Yeah, and sick I topic. think yeah, super sick topic. I think we'll, we'll we can touch on some of the tactics, but to me, uh, I wanted to lay out because I think this is, we all have this in common. Um, none of us like showed up here to build audience for the sake of building audience. Um, and even while, uh, while I didn't, you know, come in with like a product or service to sell, I really showed up to like build a personal brand and make sure that the world knew who, who Colin was. Um, and, and, and who, I who's, think is, is it Jimmy Farley that has the header where it yeah, has the I'm, tattoo that says Jimmy Farley will be somebody like that shit's sick. That's sick. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And cause it was your version except without the tattoo. So it's not nearly as hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's showing yeah. off the tattoo right now. I take it all back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that is that is the prompt. That is the prompt. Sure. The world will know Colin, son of John. 
The son of John came because I searched Colin Twitter for something the other day in my email inbox. And I think it used to be your tagline. And so like a bunch of that showed up. And of, I was like, yeah, it was my Twitter. Yeah, son of Colin, son of John. It absolutely was my, my Twitter name like early, early days. Yo, if you well, have a, quick, but before we dive further into that, are you going to, when you have an inevitable son, are, is it going to be another Colin or another John? So I think it'd be tight if it was a John Landforce II or if it was Colin Landforce II, either one. But what do you, uh, like a senior junior scenario? What do you think? Working name for son of Colin is Dash. <laughs> Oh, Dash. Ooh. Yeah, but you need to have a second or a third, brother. You need to let that, let that old money shit creep through. James, are you like a second? Aren't you, I'm, I'm a fourth, third? actually. You're a fourth. Oh, oh my <laughs> guy. This There's is that real East Coast day. shit out here, bro. bro I went on a, the I went Dutch on a Dutch East company flow. Dude, first of all, we could do a whole pod on the Dutch If you wanted to do some behind the bastards monster <laughs> shit, the Dutch East no, India Company was the most horrific company. They had their own armies and shit. They were just burning down islands in Southeast Asia because nutmeg was getting too popular. They're like, no, we control nutmeg. Nah. Light that <laughs> island on fire. <laughs> I'm for real. Yo, honestly, have you seen nutmeg? Nutmeg has been running in the futures market. I don't know if you guys have been watching. But I have not been tracking nutmeg futures. But no, I'm the fourth. I went on a date last week and I said uh, – I told the I told the girl on the first day I was like just want to throw this out there I've always said this though my uh, my son has to be the fifth we're not throwing away two hundred years of tradition for nothing she's like doesn't doesn't your wife have to say a say about that and I was like no 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 for sure we, she can choose what we actually call our my son our son but like the but docs. like you know what I mean yeah. like dude I'm not like like let's when not get 40, into my government name you know what I'm saying but like James is not the fourth I'm the first James my government name is I'm the fourth we're not good to, my not brother we're gonna need to get you a plantation style home. Let me tell you, if you need to, you need to embrace the, the the fourth more. Like I want you know, like like a large hat, it's a, an some IV. stables, an IV. Um, I see, I see so why your goals are set so high. I think it just the precedent of being the fourth means that you have to have more of a three hundred million to thirty million dollar goal because your perspective you is to. just so different. Because it, it, it's you dynastic, dare I say? Definitely, yeah. it is. I'm, we're, I'm making dynasties over here, and that's why I had to build a legacy through Twitter. And to <laughs> circle back to, <laughs> to Twitter. I actually the same thing as Colin, which is that like I and I don't know about what Orin's motivation was, but I think that like Twitter for me, I obviously now have like seen like dividends, so to speak, from Twitter, right? But in general, like I just went there and I, and I wanted to build. Well, it was actually more by chance for me, and then as I started to see some traction, I was like, the ultimate leverage, the ultimate tool forever is audience, right? And so how does one and you and I sort of see a lot of these these other people that I think are worse business people than I with larger audiences be able to sort of build these platforms that allow them to do whatever they want in perpetuity because they have a big audience behind them. And so that was sort of, for me, the motivation of, of building on Twitter. Um, yeah. But it, I, and, I think, it, yeah, I think for me, it very quickly kind of, once you get a taste of it, it, it becomes that like just creating the, the optionality you get and the leverage you get out of having a bunch of eyeballs there very quickly is a little bit, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, intoxicating and certainly worth per pursuing more of. Um, and, uh, when, when you can tie that in with authentic personality and not just like guy with a Twitter account, I think that can be ridiculously valuable as, uh, you know, I know James especially has seen. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is too, is that you, um, it's sort of like a hedge for me, right? And, and the candidly, I, I want to do it like a, I want to submit a TEDx about this, but like, it's the first business thing in my life where, and don't get me wrong, I've been really addicted to business before, but it's only because I became like like obsessively addicted to something. Whereas like Twitter, even if I hate it, like there's a very clear like it's just a dopamine hit, right? I mean, it's just yeah. like it, it, what I find fascinating is not just Twitter, but an audience building on social for Gen. I guess we're all uh, not. I guess we're millennials. I'm a millennial. I'm not a Gen Xer. We're, we're, we're millennials. Yeah. Well, we're all millennials. I'm an elder. We're all millennials. Millennial. 
Um, and so we're not Gen Zers, right? But so I think for Gen Z, I think for people that are growing up with social and they can build business models off of personal brands from the jump, it's just really beautiful. It's amazing because they can just be really addicted to it like a video game because it is actual just dopamine hits again and again and again and again and again. I mean, the first thing I do when I wake up is check Twitter. The last thing I do before I go to sleep is check Twitter, right? I'm on Twitter three plus hours a day, 365 days a year. Damn. My boy, I'm really so addicted to business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but of course- Also you know, a hot, like, hardcore well, band name, not going to lie. Anyway. Addicted sorry. to business? Addicted <laughs> to business. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think people will say to me like, Oh, like how do you grow? You know, I commented on on uh, that guy Justin's uh, thing today about Twitter. He had ninety thousand followers in you know in seventy something days. And the reality is, it's like yes, there are big jumps that we do through threads and stuff like that, or getting put into the algo as suggested person. But the reality is, I just like consistently for seven hundred plus days straight have like put in three hours of work into something. And like when it, when that clicks for me, it's like of course it's working. Do you know what I mean like you know if, as long as you're decent at something and you consistently 365 days straight a year for multiple years work multiple hours a day you're gonna see dividends well, and, and that's right? it's actually interesting so I remember when you, you broke that down to me uh, when you were kind of breaking down like we used to make fun of James's days being like James goes to the gym James goes on Twitter you know James gets some <laughs> caviar James you know he goes back to the gym he goes to the farmers market but then when you actually broke down like what your day looks like like how much time. You know, in this, you've been doing this, like really focused on this for what, like two years, you know, roughly or yeah, a year and a half, some of that. Yeah. How much time do you spend on Twitter and what is it, are you doing in that, in, in that time? So I think it was really eye opening for me. So it is, it does end up being like three plus hours a day, most days. And so the reality is that like, is that when you start going, you, it, you, when you start having things go viral, like you can either do nothing or just like people's comments or something. Or you can literally be responding to everyone's comments with like a real reply, which is what I've done. And I think that like, and it's only been recently where a couple of those have started to slip for me. But in the beginning, you're sort of, you're commenting on other people's tweets that are trying to, you're trying to be insightful, but also clickbaity, right? So like, let's say someone like James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, I used to do this with his Twitter. He'd write something really interesting and really clever. And I would try and write something really interesting and clever as a comment on James Clear's tweet, right? So that then it would be the most viewed tweet. But I also wanted it to be written with clever copy that makes you want to come look at my page and then follow me. So it's a lot of replying to people. It's a lot of, um, a lot of you know, responding to people's comments. It's putting out, I mean, with, you know, at the time I was probably tweeting five to 10 times actual tweets a day plus you know, the replying to comments, 50 to 100 tweets a day. And then you're also like really trying to build relationships in the DMs, right? I mean, like, so it just adds up like crazy, crazy, crazy. And I think, you know, to circle all this back is like, that's, you know, Colin and I were on a mission probably in 2020, right? We probably met in the, in the fall of 2020 online. It was like, let's build this. We're going to build Twitter accounts. Like, yeah. and we don't know, there's no plan on monetizing it. There's no plan on, I don't know what the plan is here, but we just knew like that we want to do that, right? Um, and now Oren's on the same mission, you know, to to leave a legacy on the interwebs. Well, you know? well I think I, I looked at it a little a little bit differently because um, I was big on Twitter back in the day, which was a whole, oh, Twitter was a whole different beast. And the uh, but my main goal there was to get more people to my DJ gigs so I could get books for more. So I had like ten thousand followers, and they were basically all in New York. And then also to meet uh, girls on the internet, which you know also was a thing also, that worked out. And the uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was, but that was a whole different Shout approach where it was just like, it was 24 seven ship posting and like, and like New York nightlife stuff. And, uh, and which was kind of a very different, a very different game. Um, but then coming back to it, like I, the really enjoying part of that is like just growing down with people. Like I had a whole community of people that I'd never 
I'd never met in real life or I had started to meet tangentially in New York in real life. And we just had like a lot of inside jokes on Twitter and that was extremely fun. And that's why I enjoyed about coming back and, and working with y'all. And it was also like an IR vehicle, but I think you guys have, have grown and grown really, grown really large and kind of this more generic way. But I think when I was going after this, I was like, Hey, the only way I feel like this really has the value for me, I don't want to be a personality for personality's sake. I want like a niche that is going to help me achieve something. And so I've been looking a lot more at like, Hey, I want 15,000, 20,000 followers, like exactly in this one space because that's why I think gets me like halfway to a thousand true fans or like a third of the way sure. to a thousand true fans. And I probably won't get all of that on Twitter, but the, uh, is like, I'm going to get in this exact thing. And then it's been focused. Once I laser focused on that one thing, growth was a lot easier than just trying to be like, I'm funny and entrepreneurial and I'm doing threads oh on God. this and that. And then like something that's worked very well for Colin, but like probably isn't right for me. Well, well I would say yeah. that like, that's, that is the correct approach. <clears throat> I mean, I've like, I have avoided a niche absolutely to a flaw up until this point and continue to do so. And it's purely just because like my brain can't handle it. Like it is not, it is not going to happen. And uh, uh, for me, like there's a big element of this that has to just be like having fun and I'm not going to have fun if I sit there and do 1000% cannabis guy on Twitter or, or whatever else it may be. So I, I need to be a little bit all over the place and unhinged. And the hardest part about it for me has been like, like reeling that in and getting to a place where I can like accurately describe what the, like what I'm doing here and what I am talking, talking about. Cause that really, he's doing investor relations and, and we applaud him for that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's working. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, but really like, I think getting an angle, a really, really honed in niche is like far and away a much easier path. And those followers become like much higher impact as like Oren is seeing right now. Yeah. Um, but my brain just like, it's just not happening. And it is what so, it is. And I think so, but the I, biggest thing value, go ahead, James. No, I was gonna say, I think that it's a, I think the reality is, and we're all figuring this out as we go, right? But like, it's a, I mean, I can tell you that for sure you want to grow an account fast to be super niche is it, or to be fucking hilarious, like Trung, right? You know what I mean? Like Trung is like sort of business niche, but like just really, oh, like never misses. I'm sure he deletes bad tweets all the time, right? But never misses with, with his tweets. But I will tell you that I generally think that the path that you're on, Con, and sort of a little bit of what Oren and I are doing as well, and I think really makes sense, is that like unless you are looking at this as just like, I'm going to sell product X, right? Which is not how the three of us are looking at this fully, right? Obviously, there's some sort of understanding of value of like a niche that sort of has, to Oren's point, a thousand true fans. But I think you do need personality, right? Like this should be stay fun for you in some regard, right? Like this is not your job. This is not, you know, like it's Twitter is not my job, you know, like even though so much of my life business has come from Twitter now, like I think that even some of my friends that that aren't on Twitter with us assume that like I make money from Twitter. And I was like, I don't make any money from Twitter. I mean, yeah, I've done some consulting calls and blah, blah, blah. But in general, like Twitter is like a medium of which I express myself that like leads me into meeting people or helps me build a newsletter or an email list. And then that's how I sort of have monetized it, right? But I think it's important to include some of the personality. And I think that that's the differentiator is to be like, you talk about being a dad, right? You talk about that, you know, like that shit is important, right? And otherwise you just become yeah, this like, and robot. As soon as you started dropping pics of the Beamer, bro, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was a hockey <laughs> stick, let me, let me tell you. Yeah. I was at the, I mean, I was at the Range Rover dealership yesterday. I also found out the new Defenders are over 6,000 pounds as well. So- wow. Oh, my, so they, they brought the new Defender? I thought they, oh, it was the LR4 they discontinued. Yeah, the new defenders are f- are flames. I might I might get a black on black defender. I should. Say. Have you seen it's the far. new? Have you seen the new Lexus? Uh, I think it's the EX six hundred, like the new Lexus SUV, like the big. No, but I'm look, googling it right it's, now. It's a. Uh, it looks. Oh like yeah, some, like, I know exactly. Like what you're talking a future about. Yeah, yeah. tank. It's sick. It's they're super Not in a luxurious truck too. Way. 
Yeah. No, no, they're I super mean, luxurious too, right? Lexus is the best car on the planet, period. Yeah, they're, um, they're good cars for sure. Anyway, back to back to so, the, something the I was gonna say on that is like I I'm not sure. It's probably an LX. It's a big SUV. It's LX six hundred. Yeah. Um something I was gonna say on that on that topic, I have time and time again, right? So like I make a point to like uh you know do the personal pieces i do it i do it more on the weekends but like get like the weird stuff that i think is interesting and or or that's going on in my life that i know isn't going to get a ton of engagement um but i've had like several points in doing this twitter thing where i've got some like weird offbeat thing like that and i'm like ah is this really something i want to tweet and i let it rip because you all just got to let it rip and then like time and time again i've had like some of the some of the best connections i've gotten on twitter come off of this tweet that uh, you know, was not very good. Didn't get much love, um, but but resonated with somebody else um, that uh, that saw it, um, and that that's happened probably four or five times, right? Like it it ends in a DM with X, Y, and Z. It, it just time and time again has gotten me in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you have to. I think you have to spread it and mix it. And I think there's just I can't hammer home enough. Like I don't even think that people, except for inside this little Twitter niche. It's funny. I mean, valuations are so obscene these days. Twitter's a $45 billion company, a $40 billion company com- compared to other social networks, right? You know, compared to a Facebook at a trillion dollar market cap or something like that, right? Or whatever it is now, right. posts that they're missing earnings. But my point is like, it, you started this off by saying it's been around the longest and it really has been. And I think that like, or not the hat, but it has a lot of staying power, right? And I think that it's interesting when we look at yeah. like the value that I think Elon sees if he goes to this Twitter buyout. I think the value Elon sees is sort of what we're talking about here, which is not just, yes, it can make money, right? Twitter can make money. And obviously, I think if they did a better job, it could make a lot more money. But is that like, it is like kind of controls the zeitgeist. It sort of is like this invisible hand that controls culture in a way and media in a way that I don't think the average person recognizes that is not sort of in this little circle. But like, first of all, the fact that Elon, everyone talks about, you know, Tesla has no doesn't spend any money on ads. Okay, well, it's it's also the second fastest growing Twitter account in the world, right? Like, it's one of these things where it's yeah. like, from an IR perspective, Elon is getting, I don't know, $50 million of IR for, yeah. you know, for Tesla yeah. through through Twitter, right? It's, it's just this, like, it's the intangible that is so magical about Twitter, in my mind, not not necessarily the tangible, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, and I, I think to that point, I think, like, if you had Elon being Elon on Instagram... It would not have the like global impact, um, yeah. certainly across the internet, as it does as when Elon's being Elon on Twitter. And I'm not sure. There's probably a lot of yeah, well, because a lot of the dynamics like, lead to that, but it loves it how they could the algorithm throttles things and showcases things and the ability to lean into that. Um, and I think that um, we may have jumped like ahead of it for a minute because I feel like most of the people that listen to this pod or that are on Twitter, like the vast majority of them are silent, right? maybe a tweet, maybe some retweets, but like they aren't putting themselves out there. And so, and I do think that it is important to know like just how important of a learning platform it is to keep lists and be on the platform is something I highly consider for that reason that you mentioned before, like it does kind of inform the zeitgeist and it is just like a better place for a like learning and value platform than probably anywhere else. But just making that jump from not posting to posting is something that like is, is that zero to one that I think a lot of people just haven't done that is something that like, I guess is highly encouraged because people respond. Like, I don't think there's anyone, if you reply to any of us, like 
we will respond to you likely, yeah, you know, if your yeah. DM is crazy, we probably won't DM you back, but like, you know, uh, <laughs> but like that, that level of accessibility, like isn't anywhere else. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's magic. Sorry, sorry. Go for it. No, it, it entirely is. And on, on that note, um, if you do don't write a novel, cause I would love to respond to you and talk to you. I would not love to read about your life story. Sorry. Um, yeah, but that's something that gets me like, I'm, I'm all over my DMS and then I get bogged down in these life stories. It's like, I'd love to shoot yeah. the shit. I'd love to give you my take on something, but I like, I'm not going to read a, a small novel just to get, just to get to it. Sorry. But I mean, no, no, no. I think you're, I think to go with that, like when it comes to DMS, I think people forget two things. First of all, that like sort of when you reach this sort of critical mass, like on a, on, on a slow day, I get like four DMS on a, on a big day, I get like 50 post a big threat. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's, right. And that's, by the way, that's not from my friends and family. I'm just talking about strangers just going hard in the paint, mm. you know? So like it becomes yeah. difficult to, to respond to them. And then I think the other thing is, you know, it's very clear to me, I've been doing consulting or mentoring in the digital marketing space for, I don't know, 10 years um, and been in this space for 15, 20 years. I can tell within 10 seconds of someone's message, whether I think it's likely that they've actually put in any effort already themselves or are likely to put in any more effort. And not right. to be an asshole, but if you are, you would prefer me not to respond to you if you really have never put in any effort or are not going to put in any effort because you're wasting your time and my time and I'm going to be a dick about it, right? Because I, <laughs> cause I'm really serious, right? But yeah. if someone comes to me, they're like, hey man, I loved your thread on this. I tried this and I hit this wall. I'm like, I'm much, much, much more likely to, you know, to, to give a response. And then actually that brings me to a point that I think is really interesting is that Twitter DMs are also horrific. What I mean by that is Awful. like the, the, the word structured because I will like leave messages unread on purpose for people I want to reply to if I'm busy and then they get pushed down so aggressively and I can't search for them later. Like it's yep. just, it's just it's the awful. worst organized thing ever when it could be like this beautiful CRM sort of inbox that's put together, you know, so that's what I want to touch on that. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's garbage. I, like on on the topic of connecting with people, I think I think it's easy to get wrapped up in like oh, a bunch of people like with a lot of followers being friends with other people with a lot of followers. Um, and James, you and I said this on a Spaces a couple of weeks ago, but I met James when I think he had eight hundred followers and I had six hundred followers. Yeah, um, that's that's when I met James, and I think that uh, that didn't involve either of us having being super popping or having a having a huge <laughs> following. It purely just required both of us like being on there and talking to people that were interested in similar things. Right. And, um, you know, in our case, we, we both ended up putting some energy into this whole, you know, building on Twitter thing. But, um, I think probably in a lot of ways, uh, you know, that connection that we made could have been just as fruitful without this, like build a social media following element. And those sure. people, those people are out there, whether, um, whether you're you're trying to build or whether you're just a guy, but like Warren said, like it just starts with like talking, right? So many people, yep. especially on Twitter, use it to just read, absorb, 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 retweet, and like just by just by talking, um, just by talking to people and conversing, you like good things happen. Well, this brings us back to the, our our overarching thesis that I think I said is a joke like a year ago, but it was like success happens at peak cringe, at least in sort of creator economies, right? Like that's right. for sure, right? And I think that like, <laughs> the, it, it's it's wild, but we were talking about, I'm not even gonna say who, and uh, but I was with, a home, actually, fuck it. My homie yeah, who's staying Lino, in my sorry. house with me this week. Uh, no, 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 sorry. my homie who's staying in my house this week, um, we were in the car 
and he knows JT, the, the dude JT. And he was like, bro, some of that stuff JT does is so cringe. And I was like, really? I was like, homie's yeah, crushing it. He's fucking <laughs> killing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's sick, you know? But I think that it all comes to like this perspective, right? It's all like the point of view, right? It's all sort of like how you view it. And I think that most of what holds people back from talking, Colin, is like their ego, right? And so my, I wrote in my journal this year, like the main thing was I wanted to get rid of my ego. Like it's my greatest enemy, right? It's helped me in many ways, but it's been my greatest enemy. And I think what's funny about that is that when you have 800 followers or forget that 800, even in the scheme of shit, I think 800 followers is like, top 10% of Twitter. I'm really serious. Anything over like 500 is top 10% of Twitter. And so, you know, 50 followers, zero followers, right? I think that people are really, really just worried about what other people think of them. And I think that if you can sort of, there's an old proverb and I'll do a thread on it since we know I love the Chinese proverbs, you know, threads, but like, you know, a man has two lives, you know, his first life and then his second life begins when he realizes he only has one life, right? And like, and and that's some really, that's some really true shit though. Do you know what I mean? You're like, I, really, I think it's important. To, I really, I, I, I felt that way. I felt that only in the past year or two I've, I've felt like I'm only here once. I just got to go after this as, as hard as I can. And if that means putting myself out there in a way that feels kind of embarrassing, who cares? You know what I mean? Because it's obviously resonating with 58,000 people you know, that follow yeah. me or don't Colin's going to go search. Yeah, take any, any opportunity you can to, to say you have more followers than me. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> also, exactly. I was talking to say, take any opportunity you can to be cringe. Uh, to be look, cringe. But, but but so, so Hormozy, I hate to, God damn it. This man is on it, but Hormozy has been making some comment content about this recently. And he said, you know, my grand, my great grandfather had 200 grandchildren in, in, I guess in, in, uh, in Iran. Um, and, uh, probably Persia at the time, um, but and was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly wealthy. And he said, "I have never seen a single dollar of that of his wealth." Right? Obviously, mm-hmm. if it got spread apart pretty aggressively with two hundred of them. But he was like, more importantly, I don't know if I remember his name. And so, just having you know, within three generations, four generations, you know, obscene amounts of wealth, obscene amounts of family and legacy can just disappear in a heartbeat. It's only you know, it's only a matter of time till everyone on this planet is dead. Right, so you might as well make the impact and enjoy your life and do what you want to do while you're here. Because yeah. do the cringest, do the cringest stuff you can. Yeah, just we post that drug baby. dealing thread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I'm trying to relate that back to like just to Colin's point about just putting it out there, just tweeting, right? Just start saying stuff, and more importantly, just connecting with people. I I've said to, I I put a post yesterday that went, didn't go super viral, but someone I said just find something you like, write about it, make a newsletter, whatever. Someone's like, who wants to listen to me about talk about boxing? I love boxing. And I was like, talk about your perspective on boxing. And they're like, but I'm not a, I'm not a, a professional boxer. Why would anyone listen to me? And I was like, because you bring a unique perspective to boxing. You know, like you, yeah, you because bring your, you're writing about it. And guess what? Not everything is covered that's out there. You know, 100%. Like- yeah. It, and it's not, by the way, the last thing I'll say about this, about this rant is that I think that everyone thinks that this is a, like content is a zero sum game. Right, so just because someone puts out boxing content and that's red does not mean that they think that no one's going to read other boxing content, right? So it's like it's like no people read people that are obsessed with boxing read tons of boxing content. Well, right? well I think like, that something you know? something else to look at too, and I think and this is I think we can hit a free game alert on this, but like there, there's a number of things you can choose to go make your stuff s- stand out, right? Because if you say I want to make boxing content, okay, you can make boxing content regionally. Are you in Orange County? Make specific about like what are the things and places and stuff around there. Are you in a niche? Are you like I want to make it for you know older like guys over forty, 
or women in, you know, like Latin women or whatever, right. like a niche is that you are and you can have that perspective of. If you add that layer on it, and regionality is a layer, a niche is a layer. And then also there's a layer of just like adding a, like a philosophical approach or the approach of like, I'm going to focus exactly on gear or beginner gear or advanced gear or sure. like, you know, there's any amount of those things that, that niche you down, give you that perspective of, hey, that thing doesn't exist on the internet. You know, one of the things... Uh, I thought about this a lot because like a lot of what I'm doing on putting out product factories and stuff is like, I'm just getting stuff from like Google search and Alibaba and import Yeti. But the answer is no one else is doing that. I was like, Hey, all this information is out there on the internet, yeah. but no one's aggregating it. And that's just the, I don't have any more. You can go get the same things if you want to go do the work. But it's just like, if that aggregation le level doesn't exist, like even if you know take boxing, for example, like, if that aggregation level of like what are those things you should choose doesn't exist in your region or your area, just add that layer that makes it incrementally easier for a user to access the information that you're giving is is a superpower in itself. Like that with your personality layered onto it, your yep. perspective layered onto it, and it's a wrap. And like honestly, if if you've been thinking about doing something like this or wanting to and you're not, the only reason is because you're a coward. Like that is the only reason. Like Boom. if you are not doing it, it's because you're scared to put your thoughts on the internet, which is hilarious. Like, like really. Yeah. And I'm, as I say, as I project that I'm saying it to myself, cause that's what it was for me. It was like, I was, I was afraid to put myself out there like that, even in some stupid tweets. And again, right? and, and, I, look, and if you're racist, then you probably should keep it to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Free speech does not apply to everything. Yeah. But for the most part, I completely point, agree. Even to that point, I think that we've all become comfortable with Twitter, Colin. But like, you know, Orange's the only one of us who's got the fucking cojones to to go hard on the TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm a coward. Like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I also that because that, that shit is that shit is a lot. Like even putting on, yeah. on our own Instagram, like doing those videos, we're like, oh, so you're uh, doing videos now? Doing that? Some of them get some of them get 18 likes, and some of them get 500 likes, and there's yeah, totally. and it's a far cry in between. But then it's also a. Uh, Again, back to the point of like, if you don't try, you never get to any of there. And then the cringe, like you guys hammered in Pete Cringe a lot because Pete Cringe is like anti my entire personality type. But it is just like the visibility level of all of this is so impactful. And like even like, you know, yesterday I was trying to decide how I put out this thread. And I was like, do I really want to do one of these like comment, you know, and get a DM things? Because I like look at them as super cringe. And you're like, yeah, but if, if it works and guess what? Like, yeah. What is the worst thing that could happen? People say, oh, that guy does things that are cringe. And are those people not going to work with you from that or like hate you because of that? Like, probably not. Yeah. They're just going to be like, they eh, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And maybe they'll talk about you behind your back. But like, I don't know, I've, I've told the story before. Like, I've been shit talked about my entire life. And like, the more haters that you have, the better that things are likely going for you, unless you're just a horrible person. Yeah. 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 I think also I, to, oh, sorry, no, go, go for it. Go for it. I was just, when I first started taking Twitter seriously and I was doing a bunch of threads, I remember being, at some sort of get together um, with some of my friends from college there that, that had seen it. And I had this first party, I had two different people come and be like, oh, you're about to drop a thread and be like, ha, ha, ha. And then they grabbed me and pulled me aside and they're like, yo, that's really dope. You're doing that. Right? <laughs> like literally th this has happened several times. Right. Uh, and it, and yeah, it's like, dude. I think the, the initial reaction is like, huh, and then it's like, it's like, yo, I, I really enjoyed that. That was cool. And really, I think yeah. a lot of people acknowledge like, yo, it takes it takes some some gusto to put yourself out there like that. Like not a lot of people do it. That's that's how you know it does. And and uh, if it has positive effects, it's a, a pretty powerful thing. So I think 100%. we've done a great job building each other up as fellow kings, really patting ourselves on the back for the work <laughs> yeah, right. we're doing out here in social media, saving lives. Uh, is there anything else we want to congratulate ourselves on while we're here? Um, 
I mean, you're great I'm having a great hair day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You, but it's because you yeah. get your you get you get chopped up all the time, man. You sit and you get yeah. you get in every a, Friday. A shape up every every Friday. Yeah, rich boy shit. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped because I just spent two hours on the phone with an accountant dealing with some stuff I didn't want to deal with. Yes, you know what I mean? That's yeah, I mean, congrats on, that one. on crossing we're, that we're gonna, so We'll start the, <laughs> one of our new segments is going to be the James prison poll and it's going to be like the percentage <laughs> yeah. chance that James goes to prison on like one in there and it goes back uh, the other way. We're talking, right. we're talking low security. We're like he's going to perfect the, the his tennis game. sentiment thing? That yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. This isn't like a bad prison for him, but like, <laughs> he's going to come back. He's going to have a backhand. I mean, he's going to learn pickleball. You know, yeah. it's, it'll be, we're it'll be in fun. the extreme fear portion of that right now on, 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 on the sentiment analysis. For any of the, the IRS agents that are listening because they're deep in the SEC investigation of Collins pumping of Ohm, then uh, you can <laughs> don't shift your attention to James Camp. You re- retain your attention. I, onto the I'm going to join the class action against Collins pumping of Ohm. As I, as someone said to me, someone was like, I, I, I put all my crypto on a, on a cold wallet the other day and someone was like even your own and i was like dog i know i'm on my own dog <laughs> my, no, my own is up yo, like 19 percent from last week we st- we stay calm we stay calm we're compounding our way out of this yeah, yeah 10, no, I, years. I, I, I did the math it, it will it will come around in about 17 years but that doesn't include inflation <laughs> uh, yo, 17, no, 17, something, i'm you know? super down to be honest with you it's one of those things that all we need is one more mega bull run i'm not even kidding you like if we compound Ohm over the next year and a half, oh yeah, one right? more mega bull run, and there's bro. like, and not even a mega bull run, some tiny, tiny, like you know, what I mean, Ohm becomes what it is today. Like, a like we're good to go. We are all here for the mega bull run, right? Like we are, we're all <laughs> going to put that out there in the universe. There, there is nothing when the next mega bull run comes. You know, let's let's can go. they do uh, it for yeah, the to, to, to the Maze NFTs investigators have... listening, to the SEC investigators listening, uh, to our friends at the FBI. Um, yeah, for, yeah every, everyone out there that's you know part of one of the ongoing investigations, um, oh, we salute God. your work. Good luck. I hope I don't put that energy out in the world. Listen, you guys go on down to Costa Mesa if you're looking for someone to arrest. All right, don't. don't. <laughs> oh, we're, we're good, brother. You can go on down to the patriotic capital of the world here in Orange County, and we can you can have a great old face to face. We can discuss our gun collections. We can discuss how much we embrace Americana. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm easy, bro. We're good. Yeah, we're we're, we're good. Um. Anyway, I, I will refer. But, I, look, I refer to anyone in a uniform as brother, much like I refer to any TFL <laughs> as brother, and yeah, and that's a that's a uh, status I, I believe in. Yeah, you're moving. You're you're you're. It's a movement. It's a movement. Um, I think there's Comment one brother I want to touch on to get the down. Quick, oh, sorry, good. No, no, before we go, let's, let's listen. This is actually I think what people listen for is this chaos, not the actual yeah. tips. So this yeah. is good. But I think one thing that Colin put here, which I think is super important, and to sort of sum up what we're talking about about the ego and sort of being uncomfortable is like be okay with you're going to yell at a wall for a few months right like this is just like this is just it really is like a hockey stick kind of thing like you know it really is just like uh maybe even a j curve um but in general like you're just not going to see a ton of growth in the beginning in fact you might even see in 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 the very beginning i think you might even see if it's just your friends and family and the the idea of like a j curve like going down a little bit before it goes up you know like you're going to see people unfollow you or be uncomfortable with you or hate on you Orange is cracking up either about the chat or my J curve. I don't know, but uh, anyway, curve. when it goes yeah. when it goes when it goes parabolic, you know, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's just game changing. It's a life changer. But anyway, let's talk about some tools, right? Would you well, describe it as like OG. a falling Doji? Is it a not? Yeah, it's a, it's like it's a, a Doji triple star. reverse parabolic, <laughs> a triple reverse parabolic Doji star candle. You know what I mean? Um, no, but first of all, I just will do like one strong shout out to Right House. You know what I mean? Like while we're here, while we're out here talking about Twitter, we're out here talking about tools, talking that, about that's, how you that, grow. That's right house, R-I-G-H-T-H-A-U-S. Uh, it's a, <laughs> the, the German restaurant. <laughs> right house. 
Yeah, you get a great, you can get a great, great logger and a and a schnitzel. Ziegenfaser, <laughs> right yeah. house. Yo, I got, I got on that. So, so the joke here, if anybody doesn't know, is right house is this little app that I've been making to be basically. It's not a joke. Like, no, no, no. To be exactly no, the joke is in the spelling like, of the name, brother. Yeah, right. Good. It's so not it's spelled right the way that we said. Good luck finding it. But uh, it, it's a, it's yeah, a little just app right that house I've made. And then just page eight or ten. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna start again, and you guys can talk over me again. All right? You ready? No, no, it's more fun right. this way. <laughs> but uh, in all, in how all did you get inspiration for the house logo? <laughs> sorry, H-A-U-S. But so I'm building this little app to be exactly the Twitter tool that I want it to be. And big shout out to Tweet Hunter. Big shout out to Hype Fury. But any core feature that I really like, that you guys really like from those, we're we're gonna rip it off and add it to Right House. Um, because right house is just like a little forever. Yeah, for it, it is. That's, that's what we it believe is. in. It is. It's Let's like go. a little, it's just like an, an experiment in, in UI and just like, uh, you know, basically hacking together a bunch of crazy ideas and, and making I it would describe the UI as usable. an experiment. So that's a good, uh, that's, that's yeah, a strong, uh, it, but yeah, but that's it, it, it is free. And so I use the hell of it. So like, like I know we're going to add the, the auto plug follow up is what hype fury calls it. Definitely going to add the DM. Um, when I will, I will give them credit. This I was like manually importing images into Right House, and I reached out to the uh, the, the lead engineer, uh, Colin Lanforce, and I was like, "Brother, I can't keep manually one by one adding these these images into Right House." And then, boom! Lo and behold, multi-image select was like it was like the next day. Got in the depth. No, and drag so and drop. That's, that's, you and know. you can you can drag and drop them to rearrange them too. You know, visual timeline, brother. Video support. I, I mean, and if you're like, oh, the API doesn't support that. It's a like, cool fucking story. Did that stop Elon Musk? Yeah. All right, sorry. No, <laughs> but I think. The coolest thing about Right House to me is that, like this is the epitome of builders build. This is the epitome of like Colin just want, Colin was like I want to build something. I want it to be exactly what I like. I use is useful. Um, and and again, you want a free option? Run it up on Right House. You know, like kudos to all the other guys too having stuff going on. But I think that what the only problem I see with Tweet Hunter and Hype Fury, or one of the bigger problems I see, is the way they've leaned into you know, this concept of, of ghostwriting and this concept of AI written stuff. And, and I, and and I think scheduling, shit. yeah. And copying people's shit and, and scheduling in which scheduling can be an awesome tool, but over scheduling, you know, we were talking 20 minutes ago about how like we have personality in some of our tweets and we think that's useful. Like, I think that over scheduling, um, yeah, I can, I can, I can tell you what I think is going to hit as a, as a tweet, but I think that, you know, over scheduling forces you to be robotic about the way you do things. And it, and it comes across that way, right? And so I think what's really interesting, we were talking about this in the chat yesterday, I think, but about people buying from people. Yeah, we're talking about about the, about the Glowless uh, um, from email, right? For the, yep. for the abandoned cart. People really buy from people. And one thing I find really interesting is like, uh, it, the, when you have a brand that is just doing scheduled content. In fact, the reason that Wendy's Twitter crushes it, we could do an entire pod on Wendy's Twitter. The reason Wendy's Twitter crushes it is because they have to do a really, 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 really good job at having an obscene amount of personality in their tweets, right? Like an obscene, obscene amount of personality in their tweets. Where it's clear to me that whoever was hired or whatever team is running it is a creative genius and is phenomenal. And so I think that like brands often will get something like a Tweet Hunter or a Right House or a Hype Fury or whatever their scheduling tool of choice is. And then they'll just be like, okay, let me just tweet robotic stuff and line it out for a month. And that's my, that's our social strategy. Right. And yeah, like, it couldn't be work. worse. You couldn't be further from the truth that way. Right. So what, so, what right house is going to do, which I think is super exciting and Colin, if I'm giving away the roadmap, 
You know, I get it. But he's going to actually <laughs> surface this? Amazon top selling books like by niche. And so then you can just auto import <laughs> so a book, all your book of like your top eight books fully, on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, just fully, fully automated. Which is like, that's, this is innovation inside an industry that's lacking that. Yep. 100%. It's going to autofill what verb you should do to yourself if you haven't read these. And then automatically pull in 15 <laughs> to 20 books. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the, uh, by the way, it's a little way, I it's like how many books? If you're, if you're a soccer now. coach and you haven't read these books, kill yourself. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Thanks, Reynolds. <laughs> What's the sentiment you want? So what I will say, though, is that I think to, to that point, threads have been in, in our little corner of Twitter, I think, started to be beaten down by some people um, and not on purpose. But what, but what I want to say is What do you mean by beaten down by some people? Well, what I mean is that like they, they're overdone in some regard. And the reason I say that is because I think that people are missing the difference. And this is sort of the nuance and the magic here about having personality, right? And so we've got some friends, ourselves included, all of us have done uh, aggregation threads. Colin's the king of aggregation, aggregated book threads. He's the OG. But what I will say, though, is no, as all jokes aside, is that if you, all of the threads you do are aggregation of other people's content, which I see a lot of big pages, like a lot of big tweet, uh, Twitter accounts doing that that you're then positioning yourself as an aggregator of content, right? And you're not positioning yourself as the expert of that content, right? So I would say that like, instead of saying like, here is, you know, 15 lessons that every marketer needs to know, like I would say something like 15 lessons I learned, you know, running, you know, media buying for CPG brands over the last decade. Running a $400 right? million dollar business. Anecdotally, right? Yeah. And also you can you know, just lie. <Yeah>. No, that's why I said all these Twitters, I'm like, ah, lie. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's important that people, like, I think that, like, if you're good, yeah, aggregating is fine, but I think it's sometimes important to, like, show that you've been in the trenches or give some personality or make make it anecdotal about you, right? And so then you position yourself as the export as opposed to just, like, you're not the associated press of blank, right? Like you're not just. Uh, yeah, just and I do think that like uh, the way you were talking about before about like, hey, people scheduling it out and like that particularly not working and like the AI tweets and all that, like that definitely isn't the way. I think people have a hard time with ideation because they just sit down in front of the blank screen and go like, what do I tweet about? And so uh, one of the things that like cracked through for me when I started banging on a lot of these was like dedicated sessions of like purely just like coming up with concepts and inspo and being like, I'm going to look at, and then that, that Twemex tool, uh, I, I use a lot for that to look at other people's tweets, but then also just like mood boarding and Pinterest and like articles and being like, all right, like how am I coming up with a framework with which to tweet? And now I have like, I have like 20 plus topics and I have like, and I have all these like half written things and like coming up with that kind of doc, which I, an app might be able to like the app that can produce that for you is probably a lot more complicated than what you're doing inside like a Twitter writer. But like you need to have that kind of perspective versus like, yeah, I'm just going to schedule out 400 tweets that are auto-generated about SEO and like hope something works. 100%. Yeah. That, I mean, and that's not to stay in this rabbit hole, but that, that's something I'm grappling with, with what I want to add to Right House in terms of just like, again, because it's exactly what I want it to be, generally speaking is like, how do I bring like some of these, these different tools I have, these notes that I have that may be in a Google Doc or over in a spreadsheet and, and just put all of that in there so that it, it is just this little environment for-, for Have you seen for my people. mind? It's, it's one of Van Schneider's apps. He's got like a little interesting like framework for that. That's like a quasi, it's like a Pinterest meets Rome kind of thing. But yeah, anyway. No, I have not seen it. <laughs> I have not seen it. But I think, I think James, what have, what have you seen, brother? Can we? Not much, man. I've seen the world. Intel? Yeah, I've yeah. seen the world. I mean, have you seen him on Gary? I've traveled. I've seen him on Gary on the gram. I mean, I've traveled the seven seas. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, which which sea is Caspian? Stuff. Caspian Sea? Caspian Sea is my favorite sea. Top, top, top three seas. Top go. ten seas? Uh, top three seas. <laughs> Black Sea, Caspian Sea. We're, we're bringing you know it full circle, brothers. This is, yeah, Coxwain yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> to bring it back to Coxwain's. Clock, clock talk, Coxwain talk, all the talks. Um, anyway, I think we all three have recognized the power of Twitter. It's magical. It's cool. And what's really interesting about it is it is this sort of like definitely far from underground, but in the scheme of scale of social, like it's amazing how small it is and compared to like it, it is, I have almost 60,000 followers on Twitter and none of like very, very, very <sighs> few of my real <laughs> con better get on it, dude. He's been slacking. No, but very, very few of my, of my friends in real life, like that I don't know through Twitter, through the internet, like even I, I would bet I got like 4,000 followers on Instagram that are like all my friends and family. I bet 99% of those people don't even know I have a Twitter. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, sort of Because Twitter is a home for people that are a little off. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, right? it's, like, it's, it's just like, like most people corner, would never right? consider. Whenever I bring that up, like, oh, yeah, I'm really focusing on Twitter. People are looking at me like I'm an alien. They're like, why would you ever go on that hell app? And they're not wrong. You know, like, so it is what it yeah. is. But I assume if you're listening to this, you're there. So you're you're already in this <laughs> cursed demographic. But you have to understand that. It's like, it's not the end all either. It's just like you can succeed in this hellscape. And then maybe you can go to get a second channel, but like, it is what it is. Boom, the trick this is hellscape is the one that's going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cockroach. It's the cockroach, you know what I mean? Survives yep. the uh, nuclear uh, apocalypse. Nuclear winter. Um, we, do, do we stop doing the segment where Colin breaks down like a Portland business? Ooh. Can we do that on Clock Talk? I was thinking about that this weekend. I don't have anything, but I will, I'm going to get on that. Is that, it, well, that's, I, I know. Well, I know, what I think you do have is like you've seen a combination bike repair shop and blank. Like, what? <laughs> what is the best combination of that that you've seen? Leather good store. All, is it all coffee? Is it Winery? all IPA and and bike repair shops in one? Uh, probably nah, vegan dessert combo bike shop Ooh. vegan dessert. Ooh, that's I do love a vegan dessert. I'll tell you. Vegan desserts are off the chain. Yeah, no egg escalates any dish. Ooh, is that a Dude, bike pun? Off the chain? Was that a bike? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's a great name for a bike shop. Off the chain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> builders build. Now, everybody vote in the builders build DAO. Use your governance tokens to decide whether we're going to take your money and open a vegan bike shop that it called Off the Chain in in, in Portland. It does delicious <laughs> pastries. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, it's just. Like vegan cheesecake, hella dense. Everything is hella dense in vegan desserts. Yeah. Okay, magnifico though. Wow. Um, like condensed oat milk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, oat milk's terrible for you. Glycemic index through the roof. It's like, it's horrific for you, actually. Anyone who's doing the plant based milk, you guys need that straight utter blood. You can't be using, you know, you can't be <laughs> you using those plant Utter blood? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay. I think we're running out of stuff here. When Orange starts talking <laughs> about Thunderbird. <laughs> uh, I think we're running out of stuff talking about. That's going to be it. Yeah, pasteurization is for the birds. That's what Soul Nation yeah. told me. Yeah, stay rich. Stay rich.